Chris Dayton. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? How's it going? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, happy Wednesday. <laughs> oh, of course. So we got Chris Dayton here. I'll intro him a little bit later, but I've been on his podcast uh, a couple of times with him and a member of his team, Amber, who is lovely, by the way. She's a lovely team member, which is what he's always talking about. You <laughs> I know? love bro. She's married, man. Three kids. <laughs> She's amazing, though. She, she is. Amazing. She is killer. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, man. of course, man. My pleasure. I appreciate you coming out. Um, I know we want to talk a lot, a lot about today, but before we do that, I just kind of want to let the listeners get a feel for who you are. So I, I know you came from uh, not the real estate industry. You have your own team with right. EXP, yeah. which is amazing brokerage by all by all counts and by uh, all measures. <laughs> don't say that too loud, man. <laughs> uh, but just tell me a little bit about you, your journey, how you got there, because what I want to talk about in particular, and we can meander a little bit, um, is team building, because it's right. something that I think you have a true, true uh, passion for, a good feel for. And it's something that I've asked a lot of questions of you because that's something I'm passionate about, but I love to learn a little bit. Um, but before we get there, well, let's let's get lay the, lay the foundation, well, get the groundwork. I, I'm single, uh, marital status. I like long walks on the beach. Ladies listening. And I'm a Libra. <laughs> actually, my birthday is next Monday. All right. Happy birthday. 29, 30? Yeah, actually, 42. Yeah. Rocky 42. Um, it's crazy how fast time goes sure because it honestly feels like just yesterday i was in my mid-20s mm-hmm. figuring out career stuff and uh i guess that's uh you know background i went to michigan state university which uh go green yeah yeah and um we'll hope for a big win against uh, michigan this week we got them right where we want them <laughs> oh, just Confident. a second no it's michigan's great they're a solid team they're gonna they got a lot of talent on paper they should beat us mm-hmm. hands down so you just played in the state's total strength of their entire program. Yep. <laughs> uh, chip on the shoulder, something to prove. Uh, nobody takes us seriously, and then we're gonna beat you. Yep. Yep. And we're gonna beat you again. And like we're gonna beat you like we have the last eight out of ten times. Yep. <laughs> uh, and so I would not be surprised. Uh, one of two things I think is gonna happen: either Michigan's gonna blow out state, and just be like, "Yeah, that's enough. We've heard enough of you." Shut up, little brother. Yeah. Yep. Uh, or uh, it's going to be a close win and State's going to eke it out and people yep. are going to be firing Harbaugh. Anyway, so having gone to Michigan State, that was a good time. Uh, got started. I've been in sales mostly my whole life. I had a short stint with uh, some mortgages. Mm-hmm. I did not like the mortgage. I don't know. Like Why? God bless those people. But yeah, sure. Why is that? I just, uh, I didn't. I didn't like uh, just solely doing the numbers. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I was more appealing to real estate. Is I, I like the actual doing the transaction, finding the subject property and the value of it. Mm-hmm. More determining value. Like the mortgage people aren't determining value per se. They're it's already this is how much money we want to borrow. Right. Yes. No. <laughs> yeah. Simplistically. Uh, so I did that. I also have my license in uh, property and casualty insurance. Okay. Didn't want to do that uh, because I think the only way to make a lot of money at that is uh, doing life insurance, and I just you know I wasn't gonna go down that route. Mm-hmm. Um, was, you want to talk about uber competitive? Like you have no control over pricing. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it. Your auto insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it supposedly renews, but if something happens or your rates go up for whatever reason, what do you do? You immediately go on the on the internet, and I've got fifteen quotes from other companies. Yep. 
Uh, or you can just go to Progressive.com and get all the competitors. <laughs> but but on that note, that's <clears throat> that's tough because it's just a race to the bottom on price because everyone's to de- deal. It's it's commoditized a little bit. Right. Everyone's in essence offering the same service, and that's that's not really a recipe for success, especially right. in sales. Right? Like I said, super cutthroat. Well, and it's interesting because then you know I ended up uh, doing some property management for some self storage. Uh, See, this is why I ask. I didn't know that about you. Oh yeah, that was that was good. I did that for about six years. Yeah, uh, opened up a couple properties, and that was uh, that was challenging. It was fun. It was exciting. Uh, but then I went in and I ended up getting a job working as a sales guy for a printing company, National. Uh, <laughs> you and me he both started. Yeah, that started one. printing yeah. and doing all that stuff. That was that was fun. Exciting times, and. Um, that's still going. Yep. yep. Oh. Just <laughs> like, wow. All right. Uh, but then, you know, then uh, long story short, I got into real estate, you mm-hmm. know, and the best part about being in real estate, in my opinion, is there's no ceiling. Mm-hmm. You learn what the program is and it's like, here's how the money works. And then if you want to make more money, go do more deals, yeah. go help more people buy homes or help more people sell their homes. And if you really want to get technical about it, go help them sell big houses or more expensive houses. Yep. Because it works off a of percentage. <clears throat> Which is fantastic. Yeah. So for guys like me that I don't like having a ceiling, I am at this stage, I'm going to be 42 years old and I am highly, highly unemployable. Like I can't even imagine going on an interview. Yeah, sure. I think it would be almost entertaining to be in, you know, on the interviewee side. Sure. And sit there and try to tell people why they should hire me because I'd be like, yeah, about that. <laughs> I I love that. Probably one of the reasons why you and I get along is I feel that way as well. And I've, I, Brandon was actually the first one to say exactly what you said was like, wow, I am crazy unemployable for a multitude of reasons. But that's why you're doing what you're doing, right? right. Is that you're um, – and look, nothing wrong with the nine to five rat race. But that's something where real estate in particular, uncapped. Right. And truly the only thing that is uncapped is – very specific industries like real estate or like entrepreneurship in general, starting your own company and you're putting it out to the masses, depending on whatever service or product you're offering. Right. So you really only have a couple of different routes. Right. Right. And then on top of that, um, like you said, you're working on a percentage. So the path is pretty simple. Yeah. You gotta, it takes some hard work to get there. It was funny too, because along those lines in the background of why I had all those different jobs, I was building an Amway business. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, because that also is uncapped. It's like literally that is a very um, hard business. Like everybody's like, oh, am I? Yeah, yeah. How do you like that? People ask me all the time, like, how did you get? A, how did you build that? How did you do well in that? And, yep. Uh, you try to be normal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what do you mean by don't, that? <laughs> don't stalk people. Uh-huh. If, if somebody's not interested in having a side business, don't try to convince them that they should be. Sure. I mean. No, you're never going to win. I love the people on Facebook today. Like, how many people are swaying their opinion because someone wrote something about politics? Oh, sure. Left or right. <laughs> like, I read, you know, I read stuff and I'm like, oh, you know what? Gosh dang it. That makes such good sense. I think I'm going to change my vote right now because I did not know what I was going to do beforehand. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so I learned how to build teams. I ended up actually building a pretty, well, sizable. I had 150 people in my group. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Amway and um, the only reason that I don't have that anymore is just because I got divorced a couple of years ago and part of the separation was I took the real estate company and she took the Amway business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm very happy about that. I was going to say, you haven't looked back, right? <laughs> no, no, that's a very good thing. So, Well, so when you were at Amway, like you said, you learned you just be normal, right? And then I think that for for me anyway, I've learned over the course of my time is uh, is learning that relationships are really what, what matters the most because a lot of things throughout our lives is the product changes, the service right. can change, industry changes, right? It, there's nothing is a given anymore. And, and if anything, it's just moving faster, you know? So the only thing that you truly have are people that are good strategic partnerships where the relationship is very professional or, you know, like where I would say like you and I, where we have professional aspects of, of the relationship for sure. But also, hey, Dave, what do you think about this? What do you think right. about that? What do you think about, you know, what I'm experiencing here? And you've done that for the same for me too. It's like, hey, I, I was wondering about this. What, how can you help? And that's just your network of people. And that's no doubt why you probably crush it Amway is because not you, everyone, everyone you, tries to skip that and shortchange that because it takes time. That. Everybody wants the microwave mentality. They want to have the organization like in 30 seconds. I, I love that. I'm writing that down. Microwave mentality. <laughs> it is. The, you know, and especially the younger generation, they, I mean, think about it. When I wanted to log onto the internet, I had to listen to a series of loud and noxious noises. <laughs> and everybody Ooh. knows that. Like, oh, and then, oh, you've got mail. Well, thank you very much for waiting two minutes and 30 seconds for me to connect to the internet for you to tell me I have mail. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And now like kids these days are like, <laughs> the Wi-Fi doesn't work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, why won't the Wi-Fi work? Like, I, what's the password? The password's like, grow up and get your own Wi-Fi, kid. The the comedian Louis C.K., he has a joke. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the joke goes, um, I saw it on like a late night with Conan or something like that, and he was like, you know, the, the guy sitting next to him, and he's like, pfft. Bullshit! This Wi-Fi doesn't work, and he's like, "Do you not realize that you are experiencing the miracle of flight right now on this plane?" <laughs> he's like, "The Wi-Fi doesn't work. How quickly do our expectations change?" You just found change? out ten minutes ago this plane had Wi-Fi. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you're mad it doesn't work. Uh, I love it, but like you said, though, is like it's expectations, and I think for in the real estate industry and well, in life in general is, um, but talking a little bit with people lately. Where this is relationships for like, you know, team and things like right. that, but also with customers and, and stuff like that is the only negative emotion that can happen. It comes from um, unmet expectations typically, right? So being Absolutely. super clear about yeah. here's what you can expect. Here's where the, the value is being placed, et cetera. And so this guy had such high expectations, you know, <laughs> airline probably should have been like, hey, complimentary Wi-Fi. If it works, sometimes it doesn't. You know, like, sorry about your luck, bro, you know, but... Your um, alternative is a horse and buggy across the country <laughs> where you change generations because people have died. Hey, yep. <laughs> yeah, the Oregon Trail where, you know, though they, you do not show up as the same group of people, You right? will die of dysentery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throwback, right? Yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. my video game era. Heck yeah, man. Um, so... I had a couple of like kind of specific questions and then I want to talk to you about your miracle morning things that you've been doing because I think that's great team building Uh, stuff, right? So some of the questions uh, and things that you and I've talked about over the past few weeks is in building a team, a successful team, because anyone could go build a team of people, right? How, when you've gone through and built not only the team at Amway, but your smaller team that you have the real estate team now is you got to put people in right seats on the butts. You got to understand what people's strengths are. 
Um, you have to understand what their why is. So getting a good feel for, you know, why they're doing this business, right? Are they doing it as a part-time? Are they doing it to take over the world, right? Getting a good feel for that kind of stuff. So walk me through kind of when you were starting to put together your real estate team a couple of years ago, and you're a very successful real estate team now in a very short amount of time. People have been doing what you do for 10 years and haven't touched what you're doing. How'd you build, what kind of mindset did you have when you were putting it together? Who are you looking for? Kind of walk me through that. You know, it's interesting because as you were talking through that, the, the one thing that came to my mind, like my little quote unquote secret sauce, mm-hmm. is um, really understanding personality types. You ever heard of the disc? Yes. Oh yeah. Everybody, Love that. If you haven't, go to TonyRobbins.com or whatever his website is, do the disc profile, it's free. It's very insightful. I'll provide a link in the bio, everybody. It's so good. <laughs> But what that allows you to do is two things. One, do it for yourself so that you can see kind of what it's saying about you. Mm -hmm. Insights. For me, I was a 99D. What does that mean? Which which is translated to I'm a high type A, in your face, get things done, want to go right now. And... The downside is every one of these, you know, there's the D, the I, the S, the C, personalities. They all have strengths, but they all have weaknesses Absolutely. too. And I needed to take a hard, good, hard look in the mirror. Because uh, in my late 20s and my early 30s, and you know people like this. Mm-hmm. You, you immediately think of these people who are the type A driven. They're going to get things done. And then you also probably associate with them being an asshole. Yeah. And not caring about anybody's feelings. And... All in the name of getting shit done, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just got to slow down to understand that. Yeah. And it kind of has some self-awareness. That's a really big thing for me. Is yeah. People who are un, uh, not, not self-aware drive me insane. Same. Uh, I can't handle it. I want them to grow up. Yep. I think it's a metric of maturity yep. uh, to kind of understand what your surroundings are and what understand that. There's other people around you. The world doesn't revolve around you. Mm-hmm. We're in the world, um, you know. Yeah. And we have to we have to coexist, um, and, and that gets into the whole societal stuff. But when you want to build a team, what do you really build? What does that even mean? Uh-huh. I mean, a team is like a like-minded uh, group of people with the same mission. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you touched on a couple of things I wanted to loop back on was the um, the simple fact that. When I came into this conversation and I asked some questions is I was thinking uh, outwardly, meaning, okay, hey, Dayton, who who are you looking for for your team? And you just led with something that's crazy important, a little bit of a revelation of, okay, you need to understand yourself first, right? Yeah. Understand where your strengths are. We were talking about that off mic was understanding your strengths and how do, people can help you get there, but also understanding your personality, right? So in just to draw a parallel is... Um, your high D probably wouldn't work that well with the bleeding hearts of the world that feel very emotional, would take something that you say very emotional. I don't give right? a damn about your tree-hugging hippie ways. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? Dude, but what's, what's funny about that is someone like that could be very successful on your team as long as you understand how you are, you understand how they are, but also that that goes both ways, right? She or he can understand, oh, this is just how Chris articulates things. This is how Dayton works, right? So don't take things like that personally. Right. I talked about the, like the unmet expectations thing. If I if I know, hey man, he, he might come at me pretty hard. It's nothing personal. It's all in the name of getting things done. I take what you say differently. 
right? right? And that's kind of stuff that, that was, what you just said was really interesting is I kind of expected to be like, okay, I look for this kind of personality type, this personality, this personality type. You might, but you led with introspective. A lot of times, here's one of the things that I've had to learn to do is I've had to learn to ask permission to speak to people in this way. Yeah. You know, I'll ask them, at what level of comfort would you like me to speak to you uh, to get things done? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what kind of response do you get usually? You know what? Usually they get, you know, they understand. They know, they know, okay, he's giving me an out if I want it. And he's removing my ability to be mad at him with <laughs> what he's about to say. That's smart. <laughs> and so I'm giving it out and I'm getting in front of it. Yeah. You know, because I know I'm going to say things like, um, in fact, we're, this is the next topic on our podcast is the illusion of being busy. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. People, people mm-hmm. think they're busy. You're not busy. You're a liar. Oh, and you're not only are you a liar, you're lying to the worst person on the planet. You're lying to yourself. Right. And that's the one that hurts the most is because then that opens up a whole door of, you know, you can't build a team. You can't even have a following until you have a base within yourself Mm -hmm. of systems and knowledge. And, you know, at the end of the day, here's, I don't want to get this out before I forget it. It's in my head. Yeah, yeah. But the most important thing is if you want to build a team, the people in your organization have to feel like their life is better with you in it than without. That So taking that right there, if you take nothing away from this podcast episode, that's probably it right there. It's that's, everyone pulling the same direction, everyone being invested in the culture, everyone being invested personally in where yeah. you're trying to go, right? And you have to define those things. Too many times that people are like, I want to have a fun. Well, you know what? <laughs> Leadership 101, base level. Uh, kindergarten level of leadership is you have a following. Yeah. Okay, well, that means somebody followed you around from the, the schoolyard. You know what? At some point, that becomes stalking. <laughs> you know, that that's not real leadership. Yeah. When you say following, you're talking like generally speaking, right? Correct. People that follow you as a leader. We're not talking like a social media following per se. You're talking right. generally speaking. Yeah. Generally, in any any business organization, that because they, or it could be a church. Sure. Or it could be a community group. It could be, uh, you know, the, the softball rec team. Sure. Yeah, you got it, Captain. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Somebody who's organizing and saying, hey, you're going to play first base and you're going to do this and you're gonna yeah. hey you're the worst player here so you're gonna be catcher <laughs> thanks and go away <laughs> yeah. so i mean that that's you you have to establish those things before you can even start thinking about having a team like what does it mean what do you what are you trying to accomplish where are you going mm-hmm. and then i think one of the big pitfalls too is is thinking that those things stay static yeah yeah you have to articulate that stuff at all times and understand it changes and the people who don't like change are going to push back on it the most, but it doesn't matter. You have to change. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sometimes there's, you know, you're in a boat and you're floating along and it's all good and the waves will drift you from side to side. But if there's a freighter coming at you, (laughs) you might want to move. 100%. Right? You might want to back up. You might want to, you know, might want to just turn the boat, give it a little gas, whatever. I've been on Lake St. Clair and seen a freighter coming at me. And you know what? The waves at the other side are pretty cool. You can go jump them. But if you get hit by that, it's really going to suck. Right, right, right. <laughs> and what's, what's interesting about, about that kind of just concept is is not being so set in your ways because we've talked about this before is uh, – I'm just staring off. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, the world changes so quickly now that honestly that's a pre-qualifier in some of my conversations with people. Um, Brandon laughs at me because I'll ask some kind of off-the-wall weird questions sometimes and it's a tester for me, right? So two of the things that I ask a lot of times is – um, if they're leaning on the fact that I've been in business for X amount of years, that already gives me a red flag, which means that if you're leaning on not the value you're bringing, just the fact that I've been here for a long time, 
that might be a problem, right? right? And hey, when's the last time you've changed your business model? When's the last time you've changed it? Whatever. The worst answer, and if I hear this in any conversation, I'm immediately either jumping on it or probably backing out of the conversation is, oh, that's the way we've always done it. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst, right? It's like verbal poison. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and for, for a number of different reasons, though. One, you, wait, you're not, you're not constantly evaluating and you can't come up with a better reason that you're doing something as that's the way we've always done it. That shows a lack of thought, laziness, and a lack of wanting to get better. And that worries me about people, you know? Yeah, even worse, too, and the, this word that, like, just pisses me off is apathy. <laughs> oh, yeah? Like, you're in the vein of apathy when you're like, oh, well, that's the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. Well, have you lost your ability to have critical thinking? Mm-hmm. You just flow with whatever because that's the way you've always done it? Do you think that that, that apathy can be um, – when I say beaten into people, I don't mean literally. But do you think that that can – do you think that's an internal thing from like possibly an employee perspective or even a leader as well? Do you think that's something that is a learned trait or do you think they get worn down just to be that way? No. Uh, my honest opinion is I think it's our natural baseline. Yeah? I think we're constantly moving towards apathy. Mm-hmm. So you got to work harder to and go against it, right? you have to work harder mm-hmm. to go against it. You have to recognize it. And because, and my proof in that is, do people move towards pain or pleasure? Right. Absolutely. They move away from pain Uh and they go to pleasure. Mm -hmm. Well, the the uncomfortableness of pain, the pain of change, they're not going to, so you're constantly moving towards. Absolutely. At the end of it. That's really well put. And we're always looking for the easiest, uh, easiest route, easiest road. That can go two directions. In the sake of efficiency. Uh, uh uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And to to your point, what you are saying earlier is, you know, just being busy, the artificial aspect of that. Are you really moving forward or are you just being busy, right? That's that's an absolutely huge revelation to have. Right. And as a leader, guess what? People follow you. Mm -hmm. They're watching you. If you're a parent... uh, Everything your kid knows is learned from primarily you. Yeah. Yeah. Then the world steps in and eventually starts teaching things, you know, like my niece who's five years old, you know, watched PJ Masks mm-hmm. uh-huh. on the Disney uh-huh. Channel and she wanted to be the villain because the villain was cool. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not going to be the villain. In fact, we're not watching a show anymore. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, moving on. We're going to watch Winnie the Pooh. I think, I think we need it. a little more Paw Patrol. Let's go. Chase is on the case. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, but, you know, everything is learned. Yeah. And people want to blame society for everything. First of all, you know, one of the most important things to understand, too, is it's you versus you. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's you versus you. And in, in America, currently, in the state of what we're in, you are still allowed to win. Mm-hmm. Now, are there obstacles? Yes. yes. Are there real obstacles? Yes. Is there racism? Yes. Is there sexism? Yes. Is there uh, all kinds? Is there poverty? Yes. Are there people who make bad choices every day? Yes. Collectively as a society, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's nothing that's holding you back. They're right. just obstacles. You can still go around them, and you can still play at a high level, and you can still win. And if you want to be a leader and start building a team, you have to have that mindset. Absolutely. You literally cannot have a – unless you have the bolly, the, the jolly bunch of losers. You're right. You know? <laughs> right. I, I used to call them the misfit uh, – we used to call it Amway at the IBOs, independent business owners. Okay. And I would say, yeah, that's the uh, island of misfit IBOs. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> like giving them their own identity yeah. over there, you there know. You, you yep. guys well, sit no, in the back and don't do anything. That made me think of something where it's like kind of like doing a sports analogy. Um, 
Brandon, my partner Brandon, he played high level hockey pro. Um, and he and I were having a conversation and it's, you do a lot better when you are forcing someone else to react to you, right? And rather than being on your heels where the other person is dictating the play, right? Now, my analogy and the conclusion that I'm drawing here is you're saying, hey, you need to continue to drive forward. You need to push past those obstacles. You need to be putting everyone else on their heels. You need to keep pushing against that apathy, that baseline of apathy, right? Mm -hmm. And that always serves well for anyone that you kind of follow or talk to or whatever. Successful people have never been like, well, uh, 16 hours of Netflix and uh, hey, here I am. Like it's just, it doesn't (laughs) happen. It just doesn't happen, right? There's, There's lottery winners, sure, but like truly building something any kind of successful, there are blood, sweat, and tears in it, right? Well, I mean, you look at the, the lottery. I mean, they were talking about uh, today that the, the, the it's up to like eight hundred and sixty million. So it's just shy of a billion dollars. <clears throat> and there's all those stories. Once it gets up, you know, the people who win this stuff, if they don't know how to handle that, yeah, it ruins their life. Yeah, and there, you know, there's a there's a fascinating part of life. That is self-correcting yeah. all the time. And there's lessons and people need to learn these lessons. And, you know, that's why I, str- you know, I struggle with government. I struggle with, you know, society, cultural things and community things because, um, you know, there's so much at play that's out of your hands. For sure. And that's, you know, that's when you almost have to turn to faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, to go there and uh, we won't go down. That's a podcast for another day. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Another time, for sure. Uh, no, but... But just to just to touch on that a little bit though is you gotta have you gotta kind of have your base like what's your fallback no matter what and part of that is some people find that in faith some people find that in just um, self confidence self assuredness you know there's a million ways to kind of get that but you think you gotta have what I consider to be like your why why are you doing what you do every day right some people it's their kids it could be well, but even take that so. You know, I have a background in economics. Uh-huh. That's what I studied at Michigan State. And there's, you know, the two things, micro and macro. Everybody knows this, microeconomics, macroeconomics. Yep. And microeconomics is the look of, like, individual companies that comprise a GDP. Mm-hmm. Macro is the GDPs yeah. of yeah. all the countries in the world. So it's, you know, the broader mm-hmm. thing. And we do that all the time. Like, you just said, well, what's your big why? Well, that's micro. Yeah. That's microeconomics for the individual. Mm-hmm. But what's the macro? Mm-hmm. See, the real question is, why are we even here on earth? <laughs> right. What is it that you're trying to do? See, there's people who are like, I'm here to hang out, man. Have a good time. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, smoke some weed. Yeah, you know? sure, sure, <laughs> hey, it's sure. about to be legal in Canada now. Yeah, I but, just saw that. You know, uh, you know, there's those people. There's a whole segment. It's like, ah, man. And they're moving. That's because they're moving towards apathy. And mm-hmm. they just want to chill. They just want to hang out. They want to relax. They want to, and they call it comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, but to what end? Mm-hmm. For what? Mm-hmm. And then there's the other people who are like, I want to build something. I want to build a skyscraper. Sure. I want to build, you know, cities. I want to build, you know, other stuff. And mm-hmm. even then, like, so you build a building inside of what? Inside of the town, inside of the city. And yep. what does that city do? And it goes on and on. And yep. where are you in that spectrum? Yep. What really bring, helps define your leadership. For sure. For sure. And actually going back to the very beginning of the conversation is being introspective, you know, like. I um I run into people you know um, I rub shoulders with a lot of different you know types and um what's interesting is the hey I want to be chill bro you know apathy guy if that is truly what they want to do and that's their life whatever uh who who might have judged that right what the only problem I have with that line of thinking is if you are if you say that oh I want to be better I want to have this level of success I want to build this I want to do better in anything right if they say that. 
and have the apathy, apathy attitude, those are the people that just drive me crazy because I'm a believer in action breeds success and taking action, continuous action, blah, blah, blah. So you have a lot of sayers oh, yeah. when they would really just want to do that. I actually respect the guy that's just like, duh, man, just kind of skating along and that's all I want to do. <laughs> I was like, you know what? At least you know, you do you, man. Self-awareness. Self-awareness, you know? Yeah. You um, know, my self-awareness when I was in my 20s, I was that type A driven person, but I was also, you know, a high I. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, can be that butterfly. If you've listened to this podcast so far, you kind of got that part. <laughs> but I'd be like that guy, like, we're going to make a difference. We're going to take this country back. We're going to work hard. We're going to leave a legacy right after I get done playing these videos. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. I got to level up here. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. and, and it's um, uh, Jocko Willink. He's a former Navy SEAL. Are you familiar with him? He, um, he's got, he's, he's starting he a, to get more. Is a book out? He's got a book out. He's got a podcast. And he's, um, he's being paid pretty well now. He's starting to get on the speaking circuit. So okay. he goes and talks to like, you know, large corporations about leadership, stuff like that. Which should bring and, you in. Uh, I, I love that. I would, although he's way too much. He, he's, he's, he's the guy is discipline equals freedom, right? He's getting up at 4.30 a.m. every day. And he's just oh, Is this the dude that the Atlanta Falcons owner followed around? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, this Arthur guy's. Blank. I think followed a Marine or some oh, that might Navy, be him. Navy SEAL. That might be him. Yeah. This guy's an animal, though. Just an absolute animal. And his oh, whole point. All of them are. Yeah. <laughs> That's all true. of them are complete studs. <laughs> if Navy SEALs are listening to this, you guys are amazing. I love you. Yeah. And like when I say thank you for your service, I mean like, bro, thank you for your service. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are making the world a better place. Oh, yeah. But he, he talks about like kind of discipline equals freedom. It's kind of what you're talking about, right? If your end goal is sit around and play video games all day, if that is your end goal, you got to set a lot of things up to be able to get there. There's very few people that truly can do that, right? It's not right. the pleasure first and then getting there, right? And that's, that's a lot of, you know, yeah, anyway, that could, again, also could be a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> And a couple of specific questions also on, on team building too is um, I'm very fascinated by, particularly in the high Ds, uh, those uh, in the disc test, mm-hmm. their ability to kind of box up a problem, not dwell on it too much, and push it aside. And, um, and particularly we talked through on your last podcast, um, and hopefully Amber doesn't mind me bringing this up, but we're just kind of going through some all right, I'm investing emotionally a lot in this. I'm very, uh, it's stressing me out, right? I can get that way. I can get wrapped up in mm-hmm. something that, um, you know what? I probably need to be a little bit more like clean break on this. So I'm fascinated with your ability to do that. And also you coached Amber through that a lot. So kind of walk me through if you run into a bump in the road in any situation, kind of what's your process? How do you think about it? How do you allow it not to chew you up? How do you move on and be focused on other things while something's going on in the background? Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you this question. Uh, you ever hire an admin? Uh, I, I yeah, I have. Yeah. So, what makes a good admin? <clears throat> um, high level of detail. Um, they're good at checklists. They're good at checklists. Prioritizing. Uh huh. They'll go. I need to do this task, this, 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 uh-huh. and this, and they'll prioritize that appropriately. Yeah. Because that's the difference between a good admin and a bad admin. They'll all do the tasks, but some do it in the right order. Yeah. Ooh, that's right? good. Right. Another tip for you guys out there: if you're hiring an admin, hire based on not only <coughs> checking things off but prioritizing. Yeah, having the ability to prioritize, and that's there's leaders who can handle the problems, mm-hmm. and then there's leaders who can emotionally prioritize, and that's how they do it. Yeah, they go. This is important. This is not urgent. Yeah, and I use like a little scale. It's almost like if I call and I leave a message, mm-hmm. I will tell people it's important or not important to talk to me, mm-hmm. or urgent and not urgent. Okay, I'm putting speed and importance together. Yeah. 
So if I call you and I say, hey, it's not important to call me back uh, and it's not urgent. I just mm-hmm. want to touch base. Okay, yeah. so not important, not urgent. That lets my person know mm-hmm. that get around to it. Hey, if it's important I talk to you, but not urgent, then get back to me, but get back to me yeah. because I need to talk to you. Yep. Right? If I call you and say, it's important and I need to talk to you, like sooner rather than later, it's very urgent. Yeah. Time, time is of the essence. You better call back because it's important and it's going to have an effect. Then there's a mm-hmm. timeline to it. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the problem is everybody understands that. That's the same for everybody. But some people do not understand what important is and some people don't understand what urgent Fair. is. Talk about expectations, right? right. Setting false expectations. <clears throat> so, you know, the emotionally strong people can discern what really is important. Mm-hmm. And then put it in the appropriate category and gotcha. communicate it. And so is that something that you inherently have? Have you learned to do that learned. over time? Yeah, yeah, it's a skill. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because, you know, initially everything's important. Sure. How how would you <laughs> sharpen that skill? Be productive. <laughs> do, do something so you have more. Probably prioritizing, yeah, maybe. You know, when you only have three things, it's not that hard to prioritize. But when you have 20. Yeah. You, you know, you're proving much need to know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not static. Yeah. Something that was important, you know, yesterday is not necessarily going to be important in a month. Yeah, sure. It might be cyclical. It might be something in the, t- you know, real estate. It might be, you know, we're coming in the end of the year. So right now I'm prioritizing a lot for 2019. Sure. You know, we're in a business that, well, if you write a contract today, I mean, you're closing December. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, man. I, you close a lot between December 25th and the 1st of January? <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> not. Not really. I mean, A, I don't want to work that time. but For sure. You know, not a lot of people are closing. So if you're not closed by like December 15th, yeah, yeah. you're pretty much rolling into 2019. So mm-hmm. you can wait. You know, I was just meeting with some people and talking to our team. You can wait and then start planning in 2019. And yeah, you'll get rolling in March. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or you can be ready now. Because you, you can, it's important. Yep. And it's urgent. It's the uh, yeah yeah exactly. And then you're always you're chasing it. You're pushing, putting pressure on it. You're not waiting mm-hmm. for things to come to you, right? Right. Do you have like a? <clears throat> I've heard other people kind of talk about this. And like, do you have like a like a? I'm gonna give it five minutes if it's not gonna be important or affect my life five years from now, kind of a thing. Do you have anything like that? Uh, I mean, I've heard that before. Yeah. And like, yeah, if it's not important five years from now, why is it important now? Sure. Well. Because it might be important now. <laughs> you know, you, if you have cancer, it's important now. You might not be here in five years. Fair so point. So you might want to have a smoothie or go talk to a doctor. You yeah. Know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, there's a thousand examples of that. And, and you, the, the, one of the interesting things, I was just talking to somebody the other day. And I said, yeah, I love all the motivational, positive memes and the yep. sayings. And pretty much, I can find one that contradicts the, the other. Oh, sure. All day long. And it's like a game I like to play. <laughs> Yeah, like, that's very well said, well-meaning, but <laughs> come on. Right. Well, I love it because uh, some of the – there was um, – in our, our coaching program that we're in, um, they have each branch. Like, one of them is systems. One of them is, like, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, ads and traffic and da-da-da. One of them is, like, team building, you know, some of the things yeah. that we're talking about. And his favorite little story to talk about is, hey, if you read enough personal development books, eventually you're going to find that book contradicts that book and this book contradicts yeah. that book, right? So you need to, you gotta be well balanced. You have to be emotionally intelligent. You gotta know yourself. You know, as kind of his whole point is take those things yeah. and and apply them in a way that makes sense to you. Right. Here's one of the biggest things. You have to understand that everything changes. Yeah. Everything. Nothing is static. 
And the minute you think like this is concrete and this is the same forever, the that the only thing that's that like that for me is Jesus. The rest is all moving. Amen. Yeah. Okay. The rest of it's all moving. I have one static. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when people come to me and they're like, "Well, you know, this could change," or "No, this is the way we've always done it." Yeah. You know, or this is because and the way we've always done it works. Yeah. And that's why we're going to keep doing it because it works at a high level. Okay. Well, so to continue on, I had a couple more like kind of follow-ups to you. So we talked about team building, kind of the team that you're looking for, um, how to be introspective. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that one of the challenges that you're doing with your team is getting up earlier, taking some time for yourself. And that's actually something that we started doing a couple months ago. So I almost want to kind of live compare notes because I oh. purposely didn't talk to you about this on the on the phone prior to you coming here because I wanted to hear kind of you know, how it's going, what started you guys jumping into that, you know, how that I'm all tired, got. I'm tired, man. Yeah, I know. I'm right? tired. I'm getting Dayton on his last legs right now. It's 12, 10. <laughs> I need a nap. I feel like I'm in kindergarten again. <laughs> So, so what uh, what kicked it off? What started you guys wanting to do that? Yeah, so uh, we're doing uh, some a training. I, I brought in a trainer to uh, chat with us for four weeks. <coughs> um, her name's Sherry Swift. She's an independent trainer. Was with Keller for a long time. Okay. Kind of doing her own deal. Um, and uh, I've known Sherry. She's awesome. So uh, Lou Ronane and I we brought her in, you know, talk to our people mm-hmm. and uh, kind of get some value add to our EXP crew. And she started talking about, like, having a mindset and then, um, you know, getting your day started right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get your day started right, then a lot of it is just going to be harder than necessary. Sure. And, you know, there's truth to that. It's just this. Oh, yeah. And it's about discipline. Mm-hmm. Can you discipline your body enough to get up and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a plan while I'm sound of mind, sober, ready to go. I'm going to make a plan yep. and am I going to stick with it long after the emotion has left? Yes. Right? That's like integrity. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> having character. <laughs> you got to stick with it. So, I set my alarm 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Now, ironically, I was doing it last week because I was helping out with my sister babysitting my nieces. Mm-hmm. My mom was out of town. Uh, normally does that. So, I had to get up at 5 in the morning go over to my sister's house. Sure. Help the kids get on the school bus, all this other stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a head start, so to speak. Yeah. So this week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I've uh, been getting up at five in the morning. I'm getting a lot done. Yeah. What's interesting is with my day, I find that by nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, my phone starts ringing. I get a lot of text messages. You just start getting, chasing the day, right? Things, yeah. Uh-huh. Things are coming and I'm running. And I'm going hard, and I'm, I'm in prioritization mode, mm-hmm. where I'm now lining up what's important that I need to get things done. Well, I have all these projects that I want to do. Yep. That always seem to be like, yes, I need to get to that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do. Um, that's still what we're doing. We're still in progress with that. Yep. That's still on the table, but nothing's moved on it. Yeah. Uh, and so I've I've been able to actually start dialing in and and getting some stuff done. I got some video things done, uh, you mm-hmm. know, for the company and. Mm-hmm. Working on just, you know, odds and ends. You know, the things that need to be done. You know, you wake up at five. It was funny too because it was part like wake up at five. But as a leader, this was tasked to me as a leader. Like, as a leader, you have to do a few things in the morning to better yourself before you start pouring into other people. Yep. So, what are you doing for you in mm-hmm. the morning? Yep. And I thought about it. She didn't say, hey, do A, B, C, D, sure. E. She did not define it for. Us because each person's a little bit different. It was, was that the argument right there? Is you got to kind of de- determine well, that what it is for you. I, I don't know what I you know she didn't specify. I just 
thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. So for me, getting up, I get up and I go start and I make some coffee. But the first thing I do is I just slow down, you know, and, and honestly, I've been spending a little bit of time with the Lord mm-hmm. and, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good. Mm-hmm. It's been clearing my mind and helping me mm-hmm. you know, meditate, yeah. you know, for like, you know, meditate a prayer, whatever, you know, people do. Yep. I think it's got a lot of value and completely agree. And then, you know, doing these podcasts, like I was telling you before, I we do have a podcast, the yep. Dates and Yaks show, yep. datesandyaks.com. Shout out. Uh, check it out. But truth be told, I had never listened to another podcast, <laughs> ever. I have never listened to anybody else's. I don't, I don't, I didn't even know I love it. what it was, podcast. I was like, oh yeah, I, I kind of know what that is, but uh-huh. I've never listened to one. And so I'm like, maybe, maybe I should actually listen <laughs> to a few podcasts to see what people actually talk about. Yep. And so, you know, I'm sitting there and I've got my Alexa. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Alexa, play me a podcast. Just any podcast. Any, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting when you leave it broad spectrum for Alexa, what she you picks. never know what you're going to get. Uh, it's a, she picks this uh, podcast and they start talking about dating in the 18th century in England and the differences between that and now and how, you know, if you want to court somebody now, you go, hey, I'm going to go out, we're going to grab a couple drinks, we'll do dinner. It's kind of a more private affair. Yep. You're one-on-one. Where back in the day, if you wanted to like court somebody, it was done in a very public setting uh-huh. at these huge gatherings, at the balls, the yep. dances, the formal things that the community would do. And then you would be like, hey, how you doing? And you want to come dance? I'm like, let's shake it down, you know? <laughs> and, and I'm listening to this and I'm like, how am I listening to this right now? Sure. And I'm like, Alexa, next podcast. Mm-hmm. And she just pulled out another one. You know what they rolled on? Vampires. <laughs> there you go. I'm all about vampires. I, I knew nothing about vampires. The skills before. of vampires. The you know they're going on and on about Bram Stoker, and I'm like, I, I'm not sure I'm bettering myself. I, I, I feel better about myself because <laughs> I feel like our content is like way more solid. Sure, sure. But then it's funny because you know you figure out like that's the interesting thing in our society is now you can you can be specific. You can do a podcast on whatever weird crazy fetish thing you got going on. Yep. <laughs> You'll get people who are like, bro, into that. This? Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. Well, and what what you're touching on is something we talked a little, a little bit about off mic is it's really cool now because we have the technology mm-hmm. and apps and things like that. Like we talked about before, like we fact we're using an anchor app right now. If anyone's looking into podcasting, start there because it's really nice down and dirty. You don't need a big studio, whatever. But the fact that we have that kind of technology to allow us to create that audience no matter how big and we can be as niche as we want to be you'd be amazed like in the 18th century speaking of you would have to travel for months to be able to talk to someone in texas or wherever right Right. now we can do that i could literally go face to face with somebody Uh, our project manager is from south africa talk about every day and i actually see her face every single day you know it's just amazing what we're able to do you know so um so the fact that you started a podcast in the first place is is awesome and well, kudos. It's you. Oh well, thank you very much. Your idea. <laughs> but but it's just like why I said that though is like I feel that you have a lot of good things to say. You have a lot of good good well, takes. A lot of things. Mostly it's Amber. Yeah. I, I'm just along for the ride. She she's the, she the star of the show. I am merely the sidekick to that that, that process. And I can't wait because we're going to New Orleans for a national conference. I know people are going to be like. Oh, that's Amber that's Yaklin. Yeah, I can't wait for that either for her. <laughs> I'm gonna start something. You know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That's uh, that's Amber. Yeah, no you didn't pictures, know. please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Security, please. But but the cool part is that you guys 
you guys mentioned that you're starting to get a following like nationwide now, yeah, and you can crazy. start adding value, and that you Never can be a part of happen. you can be a part of their day. You know, they're yeah. they're five a.m. You know, maybe they join this five a.m. movement with you. Right? right, that'd be really cool and challenging. Like, like how we got into that is we started understanding, like you said, is I don't want to get up and chase the day, but I also want to have some time for myself in the morning. Because, like you said, once nine o'clock hits, it's boom, 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 boom. Your time is in demand, right? Right. So if you don't have some time for just some quiet, you know, I don't care what you do, just sit and don't think for a few minutes. Enjoy your coffee, you know, but uh, get some get some light exercise, have a smoothie, whatever your morning looks like. Just make sure you have some time blocked out just for you. Warren Buffett, he eats like an egg McMuffin or something. I, I don't know. I would love to find I'm, out. I'm like 99 percent sure that's like his morning routine. He's had an egg McMuffin. Nice every morning. With whatever that routine is, I would actually eat egg McMuffin. Sounds really good. <laughs> that's, so, that's so. It's so bad. I I'm so susceptible to marketing. Yep. I mean, every Sunday I'm like KFC. <laughs> well, hey, Sunday is pizza day at our yeah, house. Pizza? Doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. pizza. <laughs> Domino, wow, look, Domino's is texting me. How do they know? Exactly right. <laughs> so speaking of building followings, I am a follower for sure of that oh, stuff. Yeah. I love it. I love um, it. But uh, but with that is, I, what I have found is, I am I'm a better leader for through all that. Because I've taken time for myself before I can pour it in anybody else. I don't get irritated as easily. I think more clearly. Um, at the very minimum, it's just I'm, I've compartmentalized and prioritized. Like you said, right. I've I put things into urgent, very important, not important, or, you know, all the variations of that. And it just it starts you off on the right foot every single day. Now, what you did that I didn't was you started right at 5 a.m. I've tried to ratchet it back, you know, every <laughs> week and not, not do the 5 a.m. thing. But, it, you know, if you can crush that you'll, I mean, you'll be just more productive. It's been very interesting. It was brought up by a guy. Um, he's the wake up warrior. If you've heard of it, it's a uh, Garrett white. Um, we did it at funnel hacking live. He's, he's just got, um, he's out in California and he's just got a big organization of, um, you know, leading, leading. I mean, I've heard of the miracle yeah. morning. Yeah. Like the book I've actually read. Yep. Well, two thirds of it. <laughs> you should bad, read the rest of it tomorrow morning. I really have a bad habit about the yeah. two thirds of the book. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Got it. Yada, yada, yada. Right. <laughs> Is this on audible? <laughs> And I just listen in the car, you know. That's what you should do, podcasts in the car, too, leveraging that time. But I imagine you're probably on the phone a lot and shit like that. Um, all right, so uh, things I'll, I'll kind of wrap up on. So um, first of all, I appreciate you being here again. Love but, it. Uh, but so you started a podcast. You and Amber have been killing it. Um, tell the people what your podcast is about and then where they can find it and um, why, why you started it in the first place. You know, so, I know the reasons, but it's, these people don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. So it's great because, you know, Aaron and I are buds and we were out and we, we have these conversations kind of like just like this podcast. It's literally like this. So That's, that was my goal, like, actually, with the whole thing. Yeah. If you, if you want to imagine what this is like, uh, a lot of times we were just hanging out, you know, we'll grab a burger, some beers, whatever. We're at some restaurant and we roll for like 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever. Yep. Talking about whatever. And then, you know, you asked me, you're like, hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? And I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, no, I don't really know, even know what that is. Yep. And he's like, dude, check out this app, Anchor, and he set me up, and and I said, well, I'll tell you what, I would do it, but I'm curious, why why do you think I should do it? And he's like, man, because we talk and we have these great conversations. I know you got a lot of good information, uh, you know, for real estate agents and that career and mm-hmm. people who want to do this stuff, and I just think it needs to get out there. And I was like, okay. 
you know, that's quite a compliment, you know, and I really, really appreciated that. Sure. And, and I so, meant it. 100%. Yeah, cool. And, and, and so I was like, well, I don't want to just do it for me. And I thought, well, my partner, Amber, you know, mm-hmm. she's the top agent in, in our organization. And uh, honest to God, she's like CEO quality mm-hmm. through and through. And I'm, I'm literally grooming her to be my replacement. Yeah. You should always be doing that. Find your replacement. Yep. And then, you know, <laughs> my, my ultimate goal is if she can think like I do and all these, like, awesome. Not 100%, but, you know, I want her to be her. But yep. she's amazing. And, and when you listen to us talk, it's a lot like me and you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we just got together and put this podcast together. We decided to call it the, you know, my last name's Dayton. Mm-hmm. Her name's Yaklin. And so we're the Dates and Yaks. <laughs> I love that, Real estate too. show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like D-A-T-E-S uh, and Y-A-K-S, you know, Dates and Yaks. Love it. Sounds com. like an old school morning show. Yeah, I love it. it. <laughs> and we started off, we're like, hey, welcome to the Dates and Yaks show. I'm Chris Dayton. <laughs> She's like, and I'm Yaklin, Yaklin, you know. <laughs> It's uh, it's awesome, and we get it rolling, and uh, we've had some good guests, man. It's it's kind of turned into you know, obviously we've had you on there for mm-hmm. you know eighty seven media and coming in and talking about marketing and things like that for agents, and uh, but I even had um, one of the board of directors from EXP, Gene Frederick. That's huge. Was one of my guests, uh, and tie that in, and that's you know that was like wow, this is yeah. cool. We're talking about legacy and creating legacy, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what that means, and we've covered some really cool topics too, for sure, and, and things that people actually want to know, especially in the real estate game. And what's interesting is the fact that you were able to get him. Uh, I, what, what was your relationship with him prior? Did you know him well, or like just kind of an acquaintance I mean, he, a little bit? He, he, or? he played a part in recruiting me to EXP. I mean, they flew in to to meet with me, and I like that that I'm a big deal. I'm really not a big deal, <laughs> um, um, but you know. I had a relationship with a guy named Lou, and he knows Lou, and mm-hmm. um, came in, and I just really clicked with Gene, and, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. he's, him and his wife Susan are really great people, yeah. and for me, it's really important to surround myself with character people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And th- that's, that's a huge element of it, and your trustworthy that he knew that he you weren't gonna button hook him on a on a radio show kind of a thing. You have this podcast, you have this following, but also podcasts now and and the angle I'm taking here is encourage anyone to go start their own podcast because it's a way to get your kind of voice out into the world a little bit, but also like he had a venue to come meet with you, sit down for a set period of time, which is rare mm-hmm. nowadays, right? Yeah. Um Put your put your phone away. Where you actually get to talk to someone, look them in the eye, and ask them a few questions, and actually get real answers without being like ding ding ding. Okay, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. Whatever, whatever. Right. Um, it's just it's a rare, um, a rare thing to be able to get now. And so by you starting the podcast, you're able to book a really awesome guest right. that you might otherwise not have been able to get that kind of information from. You know, yeah. so it's pretty it is cool. Crazy. We get feedback now from all over the country, from Vegas, California. Huge in Florida, just had a huge cool thing in Delaware. You Love know, it. people are sharing it, and uh, and it, it, you know, for us, it's not about like, hey, come work at EXP. Mm-hmm. It was literally like, hey, we're all realtors together, mm-hmm. and we're all facing a lot of the same things. And my, I think my favorite podcast was the one we did on mental health. Yeah, you know, talking about the struggles in our industry and failed expectations. Yeah, um, and just you know, the the grind yeah. and what it can do to you and how it can affect your family life and how that affects you and the community and sure. uh, I mean it is keeping good. you from falling back to that apathy mode right yeah. kind of bring that whole thing full circle like mental health in this industry it has to be acknowledged because like you said it is a grind it's uncapped but that's because you have to grind hard to get there well, you know well, the part too that is 
nobody talks about is yes, it's on cats, but it's also there's no baseline. Mm-hmm. The baseline is zero. Yeah, yeah. And so you can't live very long on zero. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dayton, thank you, sir. My I really appreciate it. I love it. Check out the dates and yaks, uh, dot com, right? Yep, so that's D A T E S. A-N-D-Y-A-K-S dot com. Uh, they're amazing. It's the Dates and Yaks real estate show. Um, again, thank you, brother. Love you. You're the man. Anytime. Let's do Love it again. It. All right. <laughs>